Oh, come on. It ain't that bad. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. Man. Future triple champ, future quadruple champ over here hating on the cast. Yo, what the fuck is up, Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank, rocking the Pelicans, the Pelicans, the play-in champion Pelicans. We coming for the ass. Where the Bakers at? Whiskey Sick Podcast. Your boy Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank. I'm rocking with the future quadruple champion over there. You heard him. Uh, uh, he's hating on the cast. I'm over here setting up. He's like, no, dad, no, no. Like, it, it ain't that bad. I know only one. I got one view last week. One fucking view, and it took like five days to get it. I was rocking a, a fucking zero on the, la on the last cast. So here's to two viewers to this, this week. Um, nobody said the, uh, the climb to the top was going to be easy. We in this bitch for the long haul. So just remember this date, this this podcast, the last one had one motherfucking one. Even the first one had like 13 or something. Anyways, uh, what, what, what can you do? You can just keep putting out hot, uh, heat rocks and hope people catch on and, and then go back and watch the, the old shit. Um, what the fuck we got today? We got UFC 273 on deck. We're going to do a full card card breakdown on that shit. NBA playoffs are about to begin. We can start here. What did I tell y'all? Now you can say, if you go back and watch the old episodes, you can say, Gecko, you've been saying this for three years. I was finally right. At the beginning of the season, I told you the Lakers would miss the playoffs and the Pelicans. Well, I probably said some wild shit like the Pelicans were going to be in the finals. Um, that was before I knew Zion wasn't going to play the whole whole season. Um, I'll go ahead and make that prediction for next year. The Pelicans will be in the finals next year. You can put that on wax now. But I also put on wax that the Pelicans would be in the playoffs. The Bakers wouldn't. Uh, we got the Spurs. We swept the Bakers. If you didn't know, the Los Angeles Bakers, we, we swept them. 3-0. Ate their motherfucking ass. No bib. Straight up, put them on the koala station, head over heels, diaper changed them in the family room. The first time we played them, beat their ass. 28 points, shellacking. Second game, we held on late. We came back from 20-something points, 23 points down. We were down 23, came back, ate their ass. And then this last game came down last week and came down to the wire and we beat them, uh, made the plays down the stretch when, when, when Braun couldn't. 3-0, knocked the motherfucking asses out of the playoffs and best yet, insult to injury. Garnish that wound with a little bit of salt, motherfucker. We got their top 10 pick. Yes, the year that they absolutely eat dog shit for the whole season. The Bakers have a top 10 pick that goes to the motherfucking Pelicans. Part of the AD trade. Who won that shit now? 
You wish you had all those motherfucking players back. Don't be like, oh, 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 but we won a chip. You didn't win a chip, homie. You're hanging that motherfucking Boy Scout patch up in the rafters. Ain't nobody buying that shit. It's all on the shelf, homie. Ain't nobody buying that shit. Returning that shit after the uh, the, the seven-day trial period. We ain't buying that shit. We just window shoppers, homie. We ain't buying that shit. Try next door, no soliciting. We ain't buying that shit. Sorry ass motherfucking uh, 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 chip. We won the chip. The fuck you did. And the Doyers didn't either. On that bubble shit. If you were really that shit, you would have come back the next year and won that shit. I told y'all about AD. I sat here on this here podcast and I told y'all motherfuckers. AD ain't about shit. Soft ass baby shit. I told you. I sat here. I know a thing or two about baby shit. I got one right now. I just cleaned that ass. It's old. Just we say, uh, uh, my baby just made a, a, a AD in her diaper. That's what we consider it, cause it's just soft baby shit. That's AD's game. Motherfucker's always talking about he never had a, uh, uh, he never had teams in the Pelicans. Say what you will about Dell Devs, but he put teams around him. He put as much as he could around them, especially the year we went out and got Boogie. These motherfuckers were boogieing like a motherfucker, two stepping, boot scooting, whatever the fuck, fucking Macarena, whatever the fuck you wanna do. These motherfuckers were getting it on. If you remember right before that, they were on a seven-game win streak going into the right wing. I think uh, he either got hurt, uh, Boogie got hurt right after right after the All-Star break or right before the All-Star break. I can't remember, but we were on like a seven-game win streak. These dudes were start, starting to play each other. Boogie in AD, I mean, Boogie before, that was the injury that set off everything for Boogie's career. I mean, if that if that doesn't happen, he's, he's probably still one of the best players of, in the league. I mean... Getting Boogie at that time was fucking huge for the Pelicans. And then we lost him. And then what did we go and do? Del Demps went and got Miritich. Motherfucker held us down. He played fucking well. And was that the year? Yeah, that was the... I believe that was the year we swept the Blazers in the playoffs. We swept them in the, in the first round. 4-0. Dame and CJ... And then we got our asses beat by the, uh, uh, by the I think it was the Warriors, who went on and won the chip that year. Uh, so, you can't say, and before that, he's had, they've made moves. The Pelicans have quietly always made moves here and there. Look at what they just did with C.J. McCollum. Changed the whole franchise around with that shit. So, you know, AD, I've I seen enough AD games where, this is his motherfucking jersey, homies. Look at this bullshit. Got the motherfucker's jersey on right now. What the fuck you know about... I've been here. Alright? I've seen this shit. I've seen a dude who don't really like to play basketball. He don't have that motor. He don't have that killer instinct. He just does it because he's good at it and he's tall as fuck. Other than that, if it was in the, the YMCA or, or, or out in, in, in fucking... Um, in New York on the street courts, uh, I can't, what's the major one? I forget the name of it. I'm high, homies. He don't got that heart to compete like that. You you go over here right down the street to the fucking YMCA, to the little middle school uh, on, on Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. You'll see motherfuckers with 1,000% more heart than motherfucking AD. 
And you can too, wherever the fuck you ball at, wherever you fucking, you, you're playing 21 at, you'll find, you probably got more heart than AD when it comes to playing basketball if you ball. Motherfucker don't like to do it, he just don't have that. It's okay, you don't have to, it's, it could be a job for you. But he don't even treat it like that, man. And then, and then Braun the other night sitting out on some ankle shit. You just tried to. He came out of of ankle retirement to try to whoop the Pelicans' ass. Got his ass fucking Will Smith slapped the fuck back in the fucking IR or whatever the fuck he's at, saying he's hurt and shit. Get the fuck out of here. You got the fucking playing bubble on the line and you choose to sit out. Oh, his ankle. Look at the picture. I don't give a fuck, homie. I, I, w- I was like nine years old and did, did my shit real dirty like that, playing basketball. Went the next night and played soccer, hobbling around. I, I, I didn't want to be out. My mom wouldn't even let me play, but I begged her. Coach didn't want to put me in, but I begged him. Played the whole game, never, got, never took a sub. Nine, nine years old. Nine years old, homies. A little, little baby gecko rocking more bitties than motherfucking AD. I tried to tell you. You didn't want to listen to me. All the Baker homies. I know a lot of Baker homies around here. A lot of Baker homies and Dodgers. They're all, they're crawling through here. I told them all. You know what? Every single fucking one, including my wife's, uh, uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law. You were fucking right about AD. We got to trade him. They're talking about that. We got to trade him. You got to. What else are you going to do? What are you going to do? And if AD goes, I mean, if Bron goes and you're stuck with just AD, I told you that's worst case scenario because he ain't good enough to fucking, he ain't that dude. He's not a number one dude. He's a number two dude. If that, if he even plays, you think he's not, you think he's going to play every single game? There's like three more games of the season. You think he plays all three? There'll be a reason he doesn't. He'll get hurt in, in, in the next game. He had to play the last two, the last game without a, without Bron. He's like, nah. Trust me, y'all, y'all didn't want the Rosen. You took fucking uh, Russ. You didn't want Buddy Hield. You could have got Buddy Hield instead of Russ. Now, whatever, but at least Buddy Hield can shoot. At least you put a shooter out there. A guy who's not going to turn the fucking ball over nearly as much. We drafted him. I know a little bit about Buddy Hield. But the Bakers are done for. I told y'all they wouldn't make the playoffs. I told you the Pelicans would. We're in there. We got the Spurs in the first round. Listen. Very winnable game. Very winnable game. Should win that game. And they're saying there's lots of rumblings going on if the Pelicans win that game and get into the playoffs, playoffs. Playoffs? Zion's coming back. Now, I don't know how I feel about that shit. I, I, you know, I, got, I, I follow the Pelicans on Twitter, and I see all their little um, the, the super fans. Like, every, every um, sports team has, like, their super fan Twitter people who are, like, like uh, Mike Tag. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know who Mike Tag is. He's all over Twitter. Shout out. You'll never see this shit. Um, but, you know, they, they got sort of the Pelicans, and I follow them, and they do these little... Uh, there's some shit on Twitter now where you can... Uh, it's almost like you could tune into their little broadcast. Like, it, it's just audio or some shit. I, I, I call in. I don't even know what the fuck it... I don't know what it was. But, uh, so I tune in, and I listen to them, and everybody's like, hey, if you, you got a guy that caliber, you got to bring him in. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that at this late in the season. I'm probably good at just letting him. Uh, we already know he's not. He wasn't gonna play. I told. I told y'all in December. I said as soon as they said he 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 had a setback, first setback. I said he's done for the year. I th- 
They were just they and they knew that from the beginning that Zion wasn't coming back. They knew that. They just kept saying that so they didn't want all that negative negativity that would be around oh fucking shitting on Zion for a year uh, for being out for the entire year. They wanted to keep like, you know, leading you along and then at the very end be like, "Oh, he's not coming back." I told you that. Um and and it, I I don't you you saw when you brought him in early last year. It, it, Zion is a dude that the whole offense, everything has to change. Everybody, B.I.'s game is going to have to change. McCollum's uh, game is going to have to change. And he's scoring off the rock uh, 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 like crazy, 27-something, 28 ga- uh, points a game since he became a Pelican. Um, all these dudes, all the roles are going to change. You're going to have to, he has to get his touches now. Where are those going to come from? How do we get them to him? Within the offense, within the flow of the other people, all this shit comes into play. And we saw that early last year. Uh, they struggled with that. It's going to take time. I think you bring them back at the end of the year. Here's best case scenario. We, we beat the Spurs. We get into the playoffs. Being 100, we probably lose in the first round, right? I, I like, I like the, you know, the Pelicans to go six, even seven against Utah. Um, who, who's number two? Uh, the Suns, are, I think, are number one at this point. Uh, you know, it's either going to be a, a Utah. Who else could be there? Uh, I don't think the the Warriors are. You know, have been have been dropping a little bit. The Suns, whoever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I think we can take people deep. I think they're sleeping on us. But I think if you put Zion in the mix, I think you're going to slow that offense down. Our offense is is on fire lately. We got to let these guys just do it. Let them. They've earned the right to play this out. You know, Zion, we don't know his shape. It's just, it's just a dis- disruption we don't need in the offense. Likely, either way, we're going to go out in that first round. I don't know. We'll put it on wax soon. But let's say we do go out in the first round. No big deal. Next year's the year we're playing for. This was, this was all house money, homie. We started out 1-12. 3-16. Three, three we still, you know, seven. we're still eight or so games under 500. But fuck. We came all the way back from the depths, and we did that the year before. We started at like one and eight or some shit like that. So I'm thinking you just, you know, you bring them in in the off season, and, and you and you just work his motherfucking ass, and you get these guys in the off season to, to to start gelling and shit. And that way, you know, it's seamless going into the next season. And then boom, you got Zion. You give him a little more time to get healthy and put some more weight on that uh, on that foot. That's I think the best case scenario. I think that's what you do. I think if you bring them in now. I think it's going to disrupt the offense. A, a killer like that, you got to get him touches. Those got to come from somewhere. There's going to be a lot of people standing around, watching him work. Oftentimes, they started letting him bring the ball up late in the late in the season last year, and now you know the whole offense is now running through through Zion. Sometimes nobody else even touching the ball. So these are big things that you have to account for. I say just let these dudes let these dudes play it out. Let's do it. I'm I'm fine with that. These these young gunners, dog. This is a the funnest team in the NBA, I promise you, is the New Orleans Pelicans. I promise you that. I, I, all year I've been watching these games. The funnest team. Now, there are, there's, there's some teams that are, that are pretty fun that I don't get to watch very often. Maybe like the Hornets. Uh, uh, those dudes are fun. Uh, the Bulls when Zoe was out there. But Zoe was dope. another dude. Another, another dude. I'm, you know, I, I, I wanted to keep him. We invested so much in him. Rebuilt his shot. But he's been out since January. Uh, another dude who can't stay healthy. Um, who else? Uh, Grizzlies, of course. 
you know these these other teams are dope but this this team right here jose alvarado you don't even know who this is grand theft alvarado this dude's a motherfucking this dude's out here in the backcourt stealing shit hiding out in the corner and shit and coming up from behind people he's on some sneak thievery mad steals i mean this is a fun team jackson hayes you don't know who jackson hayes you better ask somebody they they uh another dude they got with the lakers draft picks it might have been our own draft draft pick i think we took him first it might have been our own but we had two draft we had two first like top 10 picks i think a couple years ago we got jackson hayes and i think it was Nikhil alexander walker who we traded for cj mccollum we turned that pick into cj mccollum and they sent him to utah i think Nikhil alexander walker can play they've been hitting the pelicans have been hitting on their on their drafts i, I can't say enough about griff i know people were down on griff for a little i i think this dude uh, he, he destroyed the AD trade. He came in. They brought him in basically for the AD trade. He destroyed that shit and in a good way. I'm, I mean, fuck, we, we, we fleeced their pockets to the point that we're taking. They have a shitty pick, and it goes to us, which means we're going to get a top 10 fucking pick. To add to Zion, CJ, and, and, and fucking BI, and Valachunas. And Herb, Herb Jones, Rookie of the Year. Who? Herb Jones. Who? Herb Jones. So this is my victory lap. I don't give a fuck about y'all. I, I, I earned this shit. I, I ain't repping that, you know, the fucking Bakers, any, any of the, those fucking, nah, Pelicans home. Pelicans. I told y'all. We here now, you got to deal with us. We, we're a dangerous team for anybody who, who has to face us in that first round i hope we'll get by the spurs spurs always kind of got our number and, and popovich you know that motherfucker's like like bill belichick he, he's always gonna come you know come correct he's gonna have that team playing so it, it's that's gonna be a dope game i think we still have two or three games left can't really play for anything i think it's pretty much set in stone we're gonna get the 10 or it doesn't really matter i think we're playing the spurs i don't know anyways so there's that what else is going on um baseball about to start up uh we'll see about the angels i don't know had a good had a good uh spring training so far um scoring a lot of runs see you know didn't do much for the uh rendon have a couple dingers so you know hopefully he's feeling better you know he finally got that surgery um we didn't do much on the on on the, you know trout coming back i mean trout we didn't have for, since i think before the all-star break last year so having trout back in the lineup is you know five you know 10 wins right there by itself uh, we didn't do much for the pitching staff, though, so um, that's that's the that's still going to be our downfall, you know. But I'm hoping I'm hoping these motherfuckers can make the goddamn playoffs at least. We'll see. Um, what else do we got? We got USC 273. I'll keep this one brief this time, man. Nobody's gonna watch this shit anyway. So am I, what what am I doing on here for like an hour? Talking to the motherfucking walls. I got the the, the quadruple champ, future quadruple champ over here. Uh, um, staring me down, mean mugging me, grill, ice grilling me right now. Hold, holding the little Thomas train, he's just like holding it menacingly, like like threatening to throw it at me or something. Um, we got UFC 273. We'll break this down. Simmer down, young man. Simmer down. This this dude, uh, he does. He's quiet as a mouse until he sees me get on the cast, whether I'm doing the podcast, you know, talking in the mic or, or, or here. Then now he start he starts bouncing all around and throwing shit. Listen, uh, this is this is the real life podcast. We don't we don't have you know the luxury of, of 
uh, of having a nice little airtight studio and having you know the the nanny watch the kids and shit like that. It's you know I I got a uh, I got a parent I got a I got a pappy and do the motherfucking podcast. I mean that's just what it is. <sighs> Moving right along, UFC 273. We got Volkanovski versus uh, the Korean Zombie. Listen. Volkanovski called this, he made this fight. I mean, he basically called this dude out and said he wanted to fight him next. Um, taking the easy, I, I'm not going to, not the easy, but the definitely the easiest way out. Uh, I would have thought Yair Rodriguez would have been in line, you know, that fucking war that he was in with Holloway. So originally this fight was supposed to be Holloway, the re-rematch um, after, you know, three close, was it two close fights? Two close fights. So this would have been the, uh, another uh, third fight, um, and which made a lot of sense. You know, because that was a that was a hell of a scrap. Beating that Yair Rodriguez that showed up that night was a, was a, was a big a big win for Max Holloway. No matter you know what what kind of favorite he was heading into that shit, that was a that was a crazy Yair Rodriguez right there. Um, and and he was he's very dangerous to anybody to to Volkanovski. That's a style that's very hard to to train for. Um, it's not that you know technical you know kickboxing it's why it's everything it's 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 spinning attacks karate attacks taekwondo attacks muay thai attacks boxing attacks it's it's, it's so much and, and the way he puts it together and he showed that he has the cardio to go hard i mean this dude starts you know letting the strikes go yair i mean he's throwing you you saw him against max i mean he he had max he was hitting max with some shit that shit on its lip had some shit on its lip i mean he, he was putting hands kicks feet shins Toes, everything up on this dude. And, and you know, Max weathered through, you know, uh, pressure, 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 volume, uh, you know, kind of weathered him down and gave, uh, gave um, you know, Max the edge. But it was a, it was a dope fight and, and definitely no loser in that fight. And uh, he made sense if, if, if that wasn't going to be. You know, honestly, I would rather see Brian Ortega fight him again than see uh, a Korean Zombie. And listen. Korean Zombie is one of the dope dudes for uh, of of all time in this division. I mean, you remember him back in the day? He just ain't that dude. Back in the day, he was all like subtle slips and counters, you know. Oh, boom, coming back, boom, coming back. Short little choppy steps in and out of the pocket, side to side, boom, boom, step off, boom, 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 step off, boom. You know, he's hitting angles. He, he real subtle. It almost looks like he's just you know shadow boxing. It just, uh, when when Shanti, uh when, when uh, Shang Tsung, I was gonna call him Shang Tsung, Zombie was gonna uh, when when he was in his prime, that's all it is, just little boom, little boom, no wasted movements at all. The thing about uh, Zombie with the head movement and shit, all you young fighters out there, uh, one of the big things is when you're teaching somebody, to, you know, to slip, to crouch, um, and, and, and stuff like that in the role, is not exaggerating that shit. You don't have to go all the way down to your motherfucking knees like you see uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux. And some of these dudes do. They can get away with that shit in boxing um, because they don't get kicked or kneed in their fucking face. But also, you know, those are, you know, exaggerated moves make it less likely that you're going to be able to counter. When you when you just need to move just a little bit, just to make it miss, you can counter a lot quicker. That was that was the Korean zombie. That was his fucking game. Um, he's going to have... I haven't seen that guy show up. He got, he got boxed up by Brian Ortega. Now, Brian Ortega... Um, you know he has he has decent stand up. I'm not I'm not you know talking shit about his stand up. It's it's solid at times. He won that fifth round against Volkanovski after all that ass whooping he took. Motherfucking his fucking cheeks getting clapped in that at the you know end of that third round into that fourth round. 
came back and won the fifth round. Now, maybe you could say Volkanovski was, you know, you know, felt like he was up pretty good and had, you know, already, you know, clinched that fight. And he took, you know, took the round off and didn't want to just, you know, get caught. When you try to not get caught, it's like playing the prevent defense. When you go and start playing the defense you haven't been playing the whole night, you start getting burned. What's the difference if you get burned on one play or you get burned by three plays down the field? What's the difference if it takes, you know, eight seconds versus 14 seconds? It, it, it doesn't fucking matter, right? You, you, you're playing not to win. You prevent, prevent defense is prevent you from fucking winning. And that's what, you know, you saw Volkanovski going to that prevent umbrella defense late in that, in, in that fight, maybe. Um, but for Ortega to have that kind of gas tank after taking the beatings that he took, I mean, go look at the end of the third round. This motherfucker couldn't even get up. I thought they were going to wave him off right there because you have to get up. That's called answering the bell. And, uh, you know, they ran in there. I can't remember if they ran in there and picked him up, but you'll see that often. That's what they're doing. When they pick him up, you have to pick him up because the guy has to get up to technically finish the round. And the fight. That, that's true at the end of the fight, too. The guy has to get up. That's why you see guys choked out at the buzzer. They're like, you know, you, you, you'll see the ref just sitting there waiting for him because you got to get up. Um, and Ortega was Dunskis. His homies had to pull him up to the fucking chair. I mean, he was Dunskis. And still, if you look at Brian Ortega at the end of the third round, between rounds, and then in the fifth round, you're like, holy shit. He showed something. That's, that's dog, dog, dog in him. So that's why I would have even rather seen a, a fucking rematch. Because he definitely had a chance to win that fight. I just, you know, beating Dan Ige and, and taking him down and kind of playing this soft, you know, safe game plan for the zombie. I didn't think, you know, beating Dan Ige was a, a, a title clincher. You know, and when you had some other these other dudes out there. But hey, it's the fight we have. Um, if, the, if the old zombie is back... You know, because he made, uh, where I was going with that was he, he made Brian Ortega look like motherfucking Canelo out there. Because he, he, he's so, he, he came out so flat-footed. I had never seen that zombie before. That was the first time I've seen the, the current zombie who was just flat-footed, no movement at all. Just taking shots. Not really answering back. Low output. No combinations. And then Ige, you know, I don't know. I couldn't tell if he really... You know, fix that, or if it was just a, a mental lapse or anything, because he, he he worked a, a real wrestling takedown heavy type of game plan, and and whatever. I mean, you know, a dub's a dub, uh, and now he's fighting for a title. But um, listen, I saw a different Volkanovski. I've always been on here just telling you, like Volkanovski is like the the West Coast offense in MMA personified. I mean, that's what he's the Steve Young of of MMA. It's just slowly matriculate with small plays, matriculate the ball up the field. That that's Volkanovski. No, nothing crazy, no, nothing um, you know, he's just going to point you. He, he's going to out technical you. He's going to he's going to chop away, you know, uh, pepper your legs and then open up with some hands here and there and do enough to win the win, win the fight, win the rounds, win the fight. Up until the motherfucking Brian Ortega fight where Brian brought the fucking dog out of him. And you saw that this guy, when he opens up, is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, this is, this is okay. This is the guy. This is that guy. Sometimes it takes, you know, so, I don't know how that can't come out of you, you know, uh, against Max. I mean, it kind of did after he got dropped in the, first, uh, in the second fight in the first round. You know, it kind of came. But even then, there were times where I think, you know, even uh, 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 Max kind of, you know, faded late, you know, with it, with his output. 
they just kind of respected each other a lot uh, a lot and it, and just it got to a point uh, against Ortega that you know Volkanovski just said fuck it all you know and they spent all that time on the on the TV show and shit together on on uh, the ultimate fighter so I don't know maybe you just felt comfortable you know seeing him and being around his aura you know that's a thing too when you, you just you know right next to somebody holding somebody they probably you know they've they're very familiar with each other just getting that scent for each other so maybe that had a lot to do with it um, so we'll see. I I, I want to see that Volkanovski. Vol Volkanovski, you know, called this motherfucking fight. You got to go and finish this motherfucking fight. I think it's going to be a decision. Uh, uh, Zombie's a tough dude. Tough, tough dude. We saw him get finished to, to the fucking, fucking Ombach elbow. The Yair Rodriguez Ombach elbow. Don't forget that shit. Uh, face first at the fucking buzzer. Walk off game seven or game six. What was it? Uh, uh, Joe Carter. Was it game six in, in, in the fucking dome? Walk off, World Series winning home run. That, that was motherfucking, that was that fucking back elbow. Just smacked my head. Uh, and and, and, and uh, Zombie went down. That's the only time I could really remember him being finished. So, listen, go out there and finish him. And, and, and that's what Volkanovski's got to do. I'm, I'm taking him. He's a mess. I think... Uh, is he minus 700 or some shit? He's a massive favorite, Volkanovski. Um, is there a way that Zombie could win the fight? Yeah, if the old Zombie shows up and he make, he's got to make Volkanovski miss and he's got to throw combinations and he's got to be, he's got to be far more aggressive. Uh, he's not going to be able to go in there with a Danny game, game plan and, and, and score little trips and little takedowns and shit and you know do enough to win 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 the rounds. That's not going to happen. You're not going to take old, Volkanovski down. That's not going to happen. I think the I think the way that uh, if I remember correctly, the way that Ortega even ended up in that uh, position wasn't from a takedown. I think like he slipped and fell after he missed a punch. Uh, Volkanovski missed a punch or a kick or something. I think he slipped or tripped. Uh, something happened that led to a scramble that led to him being in that position. So <clears throat> it's not that Vol you know, you know, Ortega was able to go in there, shoot a double, hit a single, you know, underhook trip, whatever. He wasn't. I I, I don't think I if I remember correctly. But uh. And, and I don't see, so, I mean, Volkanovski is hard to get down. Super hard to get down. So, um, you know, I think this fight's, you know, Taylor made for him to win. I think he knows that. So, if you're going to call that shot like that, you got to go and finish it. You got to go and finish it. Um, but, yeah, if the, old if the old zombie shows up, yeah. You know, a couple years ago, like four or five you know, you, uh, years ago, you know, zombie he, he shows up. Yeah, for sure. If old, old zombie versus, versus Volkanovski, for sure. We're in for a fucking banger. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of expecting Volkanovski to kind of, uh, you know, show some shit right here and just, you know, flawless victory, this bitch. Uh, Aljo, you know, you, you, when, you, when you mention phony fucking titles, you're thinking Astros, 2017 Astros. You're thinking Jermaine Durand to me. Uh, if we're talking, you know, fighting, we're talking uh, 2020 uh, LA sports, uh, the Bakers, the Doyers, uh, bullshit titles, uh, bubble titles, um, sorry ass titles. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, you know, he's hanging that fucking banner up in that 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 fucking hall too, uh, of dubious, whack ass, fucking non-chip asterisk chip having ass motherfuckers. Aljo's title is there. Now, I don't dislike Aljo at all. I think Aljo's a dope motherfucking fighter. I think he's dangerous as a motherfucker. I think of all the big 
heavy underdogs at the top of this card. I think he's probably got the best chance to win. You saw him push a heavy pace in that first round. Um, but I implore you to go, if you if you uh, watched that first fight or and, and only saw it the first time, to go back and watch that first round because um, a lot of people's impression, including mine, until I watched it a second time, was that, you know, Aljo just kind of, you know, dominated that first round. That's not true. He dominated like the first two minutes. He came out and he was throwing, you know, all kinds of snap kicks, uh, landing some punches from the outside, lots of kicks, lots of kick heavy, you know, up the middle kicks, and, and, and he was chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, uh, landed some big shots, but he also got sat down in that first round, late in that round, and, and the like last minute and a half, two minutes of that, of that round was, was Jan starting to take over. And so it was a close, close round, actually, when you, so when you factor in that he dropped. He literally, literally dropped him with the right hand. He dropped uh, Aljamain Sterling in that first fight. And then after that, you know, the second round was pretty competitive, you know, but then it started, you, you started seeing in that third round, Aljo just couldn't keep that pace up. Uh, he started to fade. He started to fade. And, and, and Jan was starting to take that fight over in that fourth round. That knee was, you know, yeah, it was legal, illegal as fuck. Uh, you got to know better than to do that shit, but... Homie had been hit with the kitchen sink his entire career. He got knocked the fuck out by uh, Marlon Marais. Remember that shit? He got like knee kicked in the head. Marlon was throwing a round kick and Aljo was kind of coming in. So the knee actually connected with him and just blasted him in the fucking, you know, he was straight fucking just stiff as a motherfucking board. Out, out. You remember that shit? And he got up quicker from that. Like, fucking 20 seconds later he was chilling on the stool and then up you know getting his arm you know he was fine all of a sudden he takes his knee i'm not saying it wasn't a hard knee he got hit square in the fucking face but this motherfucker was like he, he you know he turned soccer player he turned straight up uh uh he, like he's in afghanistan fucking walking a, a minefield and stepped on an ied or some shit i mean he's like uh he, totally acting i mean he didn't act anything like that when he got really fucking knocked out. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh like, he, like he's Van Damme. Remember Van Damme got that shit thrown in his eyes? He's like, remember that shit? He's up. And he can't see shit and it's all blurry and he fucking, oh, and Kung Lee's over here doing, what the, and all this shit. That was, that was what, how Aljo looked. He's like, like he didn't know where he was and shit and he's falling back down on the ground and crying. Go back to that video. Right before that, the fucking ref fucked it all up because he's right next to the guy. He's right next to Hoja, uh, to Aljo, and he says to the guy, I'm going to stop it. It's going to be a DQ if he can't continue. Aljo hears that, right? There's no way he didn't hear that and realizes this fight ain't going my way, but I can win it right now if I don't answer the motherfucking bell. Now, I could be totally off. I don't know what's in another man's head, but I'm just going by what I fucking saw. I can have an opinion, motherfuckers. You can hit me with the disinformation, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, hit me with the little, little, little fucking, you know, uh, uh, need context, added context at the bottom. I don't give a fuck. You don't need a body to try the motherfucking case. I got plenty of circumstantial evidence right here. And he took that way out. Now, look, maybe it was smart. Maybe he knows that he's never going to get another title shot again or it's going to be a hell of a road to try to get another title shot again. They're not going to give him an immediate rematch. He does this, at least he's going to get a rematch, and he's the fucking champ. And he gets that champ pay again. Or for the first time. Because he would have been the champ. So, and, and, you know, a little, I don't know if they get the, you know, some of the pay-per-view buys. I don't know how that works. But, uh, so I'm sure, uh, you know, be like, well, uh, that's a lot to think about real quick. 
Uh, come on, no, it's not. So I think he took. The, I, I think he he was looking around. You saw him looking around for the motherfucking exit. Usher came over and took him straight over that shit. The homie was looking all around for that exit, and he saw that shit. He saw that shit, and he took it. I did not say I, I I blame him. Many of us probably would have done the same fucking thing, but it is what it is. He had he had the uh, 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 the pewter belt. The, the, the fucking Cracker Jack prize belt. That's what he's rocking right now. It is what it is. I didn't make the rules. Just follow him. Jan went over there and beat Corey Sanhagen uh, pretty impressively. Um, and, and he's the dude. He's the dude. And you can say, oh, Joe did too, motherfucker. You beat him in like a minute. Yep. And that's how he's going to win this fight. He's got to create some chaos that leads to some kind of wild scramble. If he gets your back, it's a wrap. Even if you're Peter Jan. This dude's uh, uh, nasty if he, gets, if he gets you in the mount, if he gets you in the back. Um, you know, I, I think, I, you know, is, is he better off on the ground? I don't know. Jan's a lot to handle on the feet, man. And he gets better and better as the fight goes. He starts like, this motherfucker's doing calculations in those first couple rounds. I mean, because by the end, you go, go look at this shit. He comes out slow. He's taking shots, taking shots, but he's covered up. And he's, you know, not take. He took a couple big shots in that first round, but... Then by the end of the, you know, into the third round, he's just, he's just, he knows everything that Aljo's doing and he's, he's tripping him. He's throwing him all over the fucking cage. It was like when you got into your first fight in the sandbox and you're just like, you know, tripping each other. I mean, these trips, you know, it looks juvenile and shit, but those, those things, people hate getting tripped like that. When you're training and you got a motherfucker who's really good at, good at that, especially when they kick and sweep you at the same time or they just clinch up with you real quick and just dump you on your ass all the time. Thai dudes, Thai, Muay Thai dudes are real slick with this shit. Uh, uh, there's nothing more fucking uh, annoying than that shit. This motherfucker Jan uses those trips like, like, like to the effectiveness of a of a double leg, of a good double or single leg. I mean, he he he's legit with that shit. Um, so I, I think he's just better than Aljo everywhere. But if if there was one guy, I think he's like plus one three seventy five right now. If there's one guy at the top uh, with the uh, uh, with those odds, because you know Kamzad is like minus 510 or something against i think uh gilbert's probably gilbert burns is probably in that plus three something range also i i'd take i'd take aljo before i took him or 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 uh zombie if you're just going pure fucking underdogs uh you know i and if you're playing that that volkanovsky fight you probably you know have to play a finish you know maybe a late finish on that if you want to bet on that shit but I'd, I'd give all Joe the, be- the best shot of that because he could if he can if he can create that chaos. He's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't with that pace that he came out with in the in, in the first fight. Uh, uh, he got off to a good start. He got off to a good lead, and, he, and you know there was a little bit of a, a, a blueprint right there in how you could possibly you know have success against Peter Jan. But the damned if you do is that you you gas. There's no way you can possibly keep that pace. He couldn't possibly keep that pace. And, and all Joe's a fucking cardio machine. But it was even too much for him. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I just think you gotta slow, you gotta, you gotta fast play this fight. You just gotta try to go, go, just, just throw shit against the wall, fucking go for broke in the first couple rounds, first two rounds, and then you know if it doesn't get done after that, then fuck it, so be it. Go into fucking survival mode or whatever the fuck you gotta do for the last three rounds, or, or you know, pick your spots wisely, you know. Um, but give me Peter Yan, give me TKO round four. Uh, Volkanovski, I'm gonna take decision. I don't know if I gave you that. Uh, Kamzat versus Gilbert. We're gonna find out how good Kamzat is. If he walks through Gilbert Burns, 
there it is and i'll tell you this he's gonna walk through gilbert burns i know a lot of you motherfuckers out there a lot of people are like sleeping on burns sleeping on burns putting dropping money it's a good bet it's a good bet uh, if it stays on the feet gilbert burns hand speed is fucking nasty go watch the usman fight he was the closest to finishing usman that really anybody's been um and how did he do it he did it with hand speed those those quick explosive hooks that he throws um Usman didn't even see him coming. He had no, he had no, no idea those punches were on the way. He never saw him, um, and that's scary when you're getting hit and you don't know what you're getting hit by. And that's what happened to him. But then he faded. He faded super quick after that. He put all the, uh, all the, uh, the eggs in one basket. Hey, that that's not necessarily a bad, bad thing. Maybe that's what exactly what he had to do, and it didn't work. It didn't work. That's always a game plan. You don't have to play these fights for five fucking rounds. If you don't have the tools to go five fucking rounds anyways, shorten that fight up. Say, you know, I'm making this a two-round fight. I'm going for broken those first two rounds. I'm going for broken the first round. Whatever it is. I think Gil Burns got to do that on the feet. He's got to sell out. You know, he's got to... But fucking this dude comes out. I've been watching this dude. I know it's practice. We talking practice? Yo, I've been watching this dude's training footage because we don't have a lot of fight footage on him. At least not standing. He looks to have some slick, slick striking too um you know slips to the my, my shit is when you know somebody's real good is when they can land that liver shot when, when they can counter liver shot you when they can wait and, and sit on one of your strikes usually your right hand and slip it and rip you to the fucking body come back to the head that shit's like that shit's a, a sign that's like a sign of of high level striking trust me just just that one little combination that one little little subtlety it's 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 a very good sign that that liver shot when dudes throw that liver shot you don't see that a lot you might think you do you don't especially to do it the correct way um and to set it up just throwing them willy-nilly is gonna get you knocked the fuck out it's like throwing uppercuts just willy-nilly you can get knocked the fuck out you gotta set those things up you either gotta you know counter with them or you gotta put something in in front usually the one two that one two liver shot that's that's the that's that's the that's my favorite combination that's the that's the money combination you see motherfuckers getting that off you know they got good hand speed they have good footwork they have good range they have everything uh i've seen that from kamza in, in training and but the the wrestling we already know this dude's just taking everybody and dumping them on their motherfucking ass and, and all those dudes over there in sweden uh you know they're saying he's he's taking uh Lear latifi down and dominating Lear latifi anybody who's ever talked about this dude uh they all say this listen this dude is that dude and here's what you got to think of gilbert burns came up to 170 from 155 he does have the ko loss to to dan hooker and and, and kamza is still training is still competing at welterweight he's not he's not done i mean with uh, middleweight he's not done there he's he's still he's got a one punch knockout of a big ass dude named uh gerald mearshart who's no fucking chump mearshart who's no uh he's no scrub he made him look like one that night but he's no scrub go look at that dude's dubs he just he beat Mar markov maradov uh what's the name nasty motherfucker uh and he one punch knocked him out so he has one punch knockout power we know that at middleweight and he's coming down you know he's been competing but a dude that can comp compete at middleweight and probably for a title is come you know fighting is coming down to welterweight and you got a guy coming up the size and strength this uh, advantage is going to be a ton he can just pick gilbert right up 
He can just pick just like you saw him do with 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 uh, um, Jing Liang. Now he, Gilbert's way better than Li Jing Liang. The armpit, the, the armpit, aka the armpit. Um, we know that. But go watch Jing Liang defend that first takedown. The only t- the, the takedown that led to his demise. He defended it very well well right off the bat. And, and, you know, uh, Kamzat just stuck to him, got to his back, and then he just lifts him up. And he just carries him. Because once you lift the guy up off his feet, there's nothing he can fucking do. If he gets in on Gilbert and gets him up off his feet, it's over. It doesn't matter, you know, how good fucking Gilbert is. How's he going to get that motherfucker off of him? I don't see, he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, I know he's got submissions. I know he's, you know, a jujitsu black belt. I know all this, but I don't, he's not, he's not going to, this is a different dude. The ground and pound is there. I think Kamzat, TKO, maybe a rear naked choke. Let's go rear naked choke round two. It, it, it is what it is. You know, could Gilbert win this? Sure. He's got to keep it on his feet, and he's got to just fucking throw fucking hands. Heavy hands. He could he could do it. He can land the, 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 the quick hands. I'm not saying he has a zero shot at this. I just think that, you know, all these people that think it's, you know, you know sleeping on Gilbert, you know, it, it's at least going to be a great fight. I don't think it is. I don't know. I could be wrong. I've been wrong, you know, once. I, I was wrong one time. Uh, I, this could be another time. But I, I think I think Kamzat walks through him again. I, I don't know. And if he does, uh-oh. If he does, his next fight, he'll be the champion. I, I think he beats Usman. I, and I love Usman. And you know I love Usman. And I think maybe Kamzat might be the only guy that can beat Usman now. So, we'll see. Uh... Mackenzie Dern versus uh, Tisha Torres. This is, this is a dope little scrap right here. Uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern's like a sneaker that don't sneak. Uh, she, she, she's a, a grappler who can't wrestle. She's, uh, she got no takedowns. She fucked me over in the Marina Rodriguez fight. Uh, the one time she got it to the, to the ground in the second round, she damn near finished it just like that. But she couldn't. And the rest of the, you know, the four rounds were all on the feet. And she just got picked apart. She's got... You know, Donkey Kong striking on the feet is just fucking haymakers, 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 just to try to get that clinch, you know? And when she can't do it and she can't get the fight, if she can't get down the, the, the fight early, it's not her chances of getting the fight down late. Don't don't get better. And Tisha's a tough, quick little fighter, strong, and, and she's tough to take down. Um, and, you know, on the feet... I think she, you know, she's quick enough to get in and out, in and out. Use those side kicks, use those little, you know, snap kicks. I think she can outpoint Mackenzie Dern on the feet. I think that's the route. Uh, if I'm betting this fight, I'm betting a Dern submission. That's the only way to go if you're playing fantasy or some shit like that. Dern's the only way to go because if this fight is in, ends in a finish, it's going to be Mackenzie Dern finish. Tisha Torres cannot finish Mackenzie Dern. Dern can finish Tor- uh, Torres. Uh, I think Torres only has like two finishes in her whole fucking career. So she's not going to finish Mackenzie Dern. Tough as a motherfucker. Uh, uh, I'm going to say decision. Uh, this is a complete to- uh, coin flip. Because um, if she get, if, if Mackenzie does find a way to get uh, Tisha Torres to the mat, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I mean, this is one of those instances where Tisha can't go to the ground at all. And that's... That's a gamble right there, saying, you know, betting on Tisha is that she's not going to touch that mat at all. Her ass isn't going to touch that mat. There's, there's a good chance that might happen because Dern struggles like that. So, you know, especially if she can't get it there in the first round. Uh, coming into the second round, 
Tisha Torres, she's going to come straight at you and try to get that clinch and try to, you know, knee tap you down to the ground or, or trip you to the ground. You got you to gotta be on your bike. You got to don that ye yellow jersey and, and fucking take laps around that motherfucking cage. Lateral movement. Um, so give me Tisha Torres' decision. Nick Pichel versus uh, Marco Madsen because Gastelum versus Duplices. I can't... Gastelum, like, got two... Had two opponents and then he ended up getting getting knocked out that duplices fight was kind of interesting though versus gasoline uh duplice or whatever his name is um but we lose that so this one comes up this is actually a dope fight marco madsen's a silver medalist uh, in greco uh, roman wrestling in the 2016 olympics um really solid wrestler he, he's more of like a chest to chest chest to back type of wrestler that's what greco is uh freestyle is more of like double legs single legs and stuff like that um not that he doesn't have doubles and singles but he, he's more of like a, a clinch work collar ties underhooks that kind of shit trips suplexes i mean he came out in his first fight with suplex and motherfuckers all over the place um his stand-up is is it's not it's nothing to look at but it's kind of effective he's one punch striker um he, you know He's got pretty good power in his right hand. He can kick pretty hard. Not technically, though. He doesn't kick technically well. But listen, when you kick somebody's leg, you don't have to kick like a fucking, you know, tie fighter. If I just stand here and toe punt your motherfucking thigh, it's going to fucking hurt, right? So, you know, that's where leg kicks and kicking is effective. As long as you land with your shin, it, it doesn't really, you know, you can do damage. It does matter. But you can do damage. He's not, he's not coming out here throwing, you know... Getting that hip turning over, looking like Pedro Hizzo and shit, or, or Henry Hooft, or, or fucking Ernesto Hoost. He's not looking like those guys. Rob Kamen. Uh, he, but he, he's got effective, you know, strikes. Aggression. He's not afraid to engage, even though his striking's not really that great. Vince Pichel's just a, a nasty motherfucker. This dude, uh, I think of him, I've always thought of him more as a grappler, you know, wrestler type dude with, with, with good top game. But he's, he's got sneaky good striking. I mean, he can strike out of any stance. He's good at you know, pivoting backwards and, and striking on his way out. Uh, he throws with his hands low. He's coming over the top. He's coming from the side. He's coming from the bottom. He's throwing from different peripherals, um, it, you know, all these different angles, and he's moving out of the way. He's just an unorthodox, tricky motherfucker on the feet, and he's got some sneaky-ass power. I think... And he's good on the ground. He's going to be tough for Matson to get to the ground. Um, you know, and we saw Matson have trouble um, getting uh, Clay Guida to the ground. I thought Clay Guida won that fight, actually. I picked Matson in that fight, but I thought Guida actually won that fight. Um, and uh, that turned into a, just a straight kickboxing match. And if that happens against Vic, Vic Pichel, or at least for most of the fight, I think Vic, Vic Pichel just has uh, uh, more tools to win this fight. And so I'm, I'll take Vince Pichel. I, I think uh, I'll, go, I'll go decision. Sick-ass fight, though. That's a sick fight. That was originally on the undercard, so I'm glad that one got to the main card. That's a sick main card. Um, go quick. Ian Gary, the hype train, the, Ir the new Irish hype train versus uh, Darian Weeks. I'll say this. I don't quite see it with this dude, uh, uh, Ian Gary. I think there's a lot of holes in his striking. He's got a lot of good shit. He's a good counterpuncher. Step off right hand. Um, no head movement. Very upright. Very hittable. Uh, you saw uh, a Williams. Uh, fuck his name was. Um, I forget the dude. His first fight. Uh, Ian Gary's first fight. Uh, something Williams. Ah, oh, man. Look, uh, a dude that can crack on the feet. Um, um, or a southpaw dude was given Ian Gary in his debut all he could handle, really. Until Gary, you know, time, at the buzzer, at the end of the first round buzzer, uh, slipped back and hit a nice, uh, nice counter right hand that dropped him, and, and, and he won that fight. Um, 
but I saw holes. I now I think Darian Weeks is another. You know, he's a, he's more of a wrestler striker. Uh, made his uh, debut on short notice against Brian Barberena. Um, you know, he's got power. All you know, all mostly all wrestler strikers do. Uh, you, you know, but it's very very basic combinations. Um, you know, he's got the wrestling. I don't know, you know, much about Ian Gary's wrestling or grappling. I'm just going to say Gary. We'll go Gary, TKO round two. Uh, stiffer competition, though, in the future. We'll see. Um, Jerzinho Rosenstrike, Marcin Tybura. Is he going to be a, a, a fucking... Marcin Tybura is either going to end up asleep after the first round or we're all going to be asleep after the third round. One way or other. It's either Marcin Tabora is going to score the takedowns and hold top position and, and get that victory, or he's going to get knocked the fuck out. Um, Jarzinho Rosenstrike throws about four punches per fight. Um, all he needs is one to land, and if it doesn't, you're like, what the fuck was this guy doing in there? His corner will be screaming and yelling at him to throw punches, and he just won't fucking do it. So Rosenstrike is probably the worst fighter in the UFC, like OSP, to bet on. You don't know what the fuck this guy's going to do. Well, you do know what he's going to do. He's going to do nothing. But is he going to be able to, to knock the dude out with that nothing? A lot of times it's yes. He'll do nothing, nothing, nothing against Overeem. And then on the last four seconds, he knocks him the fuck out. Jokers that motherfucker's lip into the fucking, you know, into the view. They're up there scrapping each other in the view. Ball arena and this fucking Overeem's lip just lands over there and some shit. That, that could very well happen here. Marcin Tybura should spend 0.0 seconds striking with this motherfucker. Come straight out like, uh, uh, remember Heath Herring versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's debut. Remember that fucking gold, old gold, Goldberg spear across the cage? That's what he needs to do every single time. If he gets his Rosenstrike on the ground, he'll, he'll win it. I'll say he does because I just can't trust Rosenstrike to go out there and do anything. Uh, you got to put spikes on this motherfucker's head just so birds don't come and land on him and shit on the top of his motherfucking head during his fights. Uh, old Jebediah Springfield-ass motherfucker. Give me a Marcin Tybura decision. But I, I probably, you know, I think Rosenstrike's definitely the favorite. Um, better finish on that shit. Uh, Aspen Ladd versus Raquel Pennington. Give me Raquel Pennington decision. Mike Malott versus Mickey Gall. Mike Malott was on the Contender Series. He's from Canada. He's got some skills. I've seen a lot of his older stuff. Um, Mickey Gall's kind of, you know, he's kind of better than you think he is. He's a tough out. He's 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 got heart. Um, you know, he always gets lumped with that CM Punk shit. Uh, give me give me Mike Malott. Uh, give me decision. Uh, Jared Vendera versus Alexi Olenek. Who the fuck knows? Olenek's either going to get the Ezekiel choke in the first round. He's going to get knocked out in the second. Give me the Ezekiel choke in the first round. Alexi Olenek for number 60. Career win number 60. Let's get it, Alexi Olenek. Uh, Anthony Hernandez. Fluffy Hernandez versus Josh Fram. Don't know a lot about Josh Fram. Seen a couple of his fights on YouTube. Uh, give me Anthony Hernandez. He's a, he's a tricky little motherfucker. He's got subs in his back. He's got some sneaky good striking sometimes, too. He's just not very defensive. Um, but he's got subs. Uh, he subbed uh, Vieira, Rodolfo Vieira. Remember that shit? Survived the storm early and then started putting hands on the motherfucker. Started fucking, fucking eating that ass in the, in the second half of that, that round. And then just fucking, I think it was a Darce choke or Anaconda choke. Rodolfo Vieira. That was crazy. Um, so give me Anthony Hernandez. Give me... Give me Darsh choke round two. Piero Rodriguez versus Kay Hansen. Man, Kay Hansen is one of those uh, fighters that you know kind of disappointed me a lot. Um, give me, give me uh, Piero Rodriguez decision, 
and Julio Arce versus Daniel Willie Cat. Oh, Willie Cat Santos. Um, I think this Willie Cat, I think he's like plus 160. I'd put a little dough on him. I think this guy, he, he reminds me a little bit of a Robbie Lawler. He's got that, he looks like Robbie Lawler. He's got some sneaky good striking. Uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about him. Again, another guy making his debut. I just seen some YouTube stuff. I think he could give this dude Julio Arce some problems. I, I like Julio Arce. Um, I, he disappointed me in his last fight, though. It didn't look anything like the Julio Arce of, of previous fights. I think this is more of a toss-up. I think you can get you uh, if you're looking at an underdog with some good value at 160. I think it's this Willie Cat Santos. Um, but give me Julio Arce. Give me a decision on that shit. There it is. Six and six on six and six on the last card, so we come in, we gotta come correct on this one. I think I'm a plus thirty-two over five hundred for for the year so far. Thirty-two fights over five hundred, so we're trying to get back. Usually these these pay-per-views, I kill the pay-per-views. It's the it's it's the little fight nights that are are, are fucking hard to, to predict because there's they're, they're just like toss-up fights. All of them are just toss-up. Usually on these pay-per-views, you could see you know a little bit of a separation between these people. It kind of seems these fighters. Uh, but that's it, motherfuckers. Well, I've been talking about almost. I'm pushing the hour. I'm pushing the hour. Little man's over here. He's got to go pee. He's holding his fucking shooter over here. Uh, if, you know, um, what else do I got? I mean, that's it, man. Uh, you know, keep your eye on my pellies. We coming. Uh, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. I told y'all. I told y'all. Uh, I'm gonna. Try, I'm gonna try to get uh, Batista. If you've seen uh, the other cast, go go look on. Uh, hit up uh, Apple. I gotta get these new ones on Spotify, but all the old ones are on Spotify. All the old podcasts. If you digging this shit, tell your homies to tell your homies. Can you give me more than one motherfucking view, homies? One motherfucking view. One. Ah, not even plural, motherfucker. Ah. Damn. At least they say when you're at rock bottom, you can't go anywhere else. You can't go. Well, I guess I could get zero on this one. So, I'm begging. Listen, I'm begging. I ain't too proud to beg on some TLC shit. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, and I'm out, motherfucker.